So we put a new uh, mailbox up with the initials on and all that fun stuff. So, and then next week, we're starting on the kitchen. So. This is the season for home improvement. Uh, as Gary said, there's nothing else going on. Oh, huh? That, that was my Tim Allen noise. Whoa. No, no, no. Do, 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 do. Howdy, neighbor. What's do. going on, boss? There you go. <laughs> Howdy, old neighbor. How's it going over there, Tim? My wife refuses to watch any of it, but I kind of get a kick out of it, is Unsolved Mysteries. Let's get into the show before we talk about okay, that. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Or maybe we could talk about it then we'll get into the show. But anyways, uh, welcome to West By Pod, a show that still periodically happens, mm-hmm. and it's happening right this second. With me is uh, Jason. Hello! And I am Mike. How are we doing? We're keepers of the flame of some sort. All right, so tell me about Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. Uh, well... So whenever I was a kid, we would always used to watch the old Unsolved Mysteries, and that song used to scare the crap out of us. Yeah, I know, I know the one. Yes. And I just remember being a kid always being freaked out because they're true stories, and you believe everything you saw in the episodes and all that good stuff. And so when they brought the show back, I was like, well, I'm an adult now, and I'm watching I can, I can watch this stuff now. And it starts and... about... Actually, it... <laughs> no, it is actually, it is much worse. Like, they are like, we know you are scared to death of this song, and we will even take it to the more extreme. Right. When did this song flash so we're going to punch it up to 11. Yeah, and it's and every episode starts off the same. You just got a random interview, because there's no host now, and they just do it more uh, like a documentary. Oh, no, there's got to be a host, though. I think they'll bring back a host eventually. That was half well, a I, I mean, all they got to do, really, all they got to do to make it good is they just got to have the one guy saying, uh, this week, Unsolved Mysteries. And then you just kind of go into the show, and then you can do no narrative or whatever, even though he's dead. But anyways, but no, this the episodes actually start off now where it's very, very quiet, and it's usually just a single shot on person. And I'll give you the one. This guy pops up. He goes, you know, she loved me so much. I mean, she was the best mother I ever had. It was just going to be a normal day. And, who would have thought that was the last time I ever would see her? And then the creepy music starts, and it's like over dramatically creepy. Like they like double down, and it's gonna be like giving you nightmares at night. And I'm just like, oh crap! And then I'm like, well, I have to find out what happened to this poor lady in the hills. And they're all so far. I've, I've watched there's six episodes, and I've watched four of them. And everyone, I just watched the UFO one, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, gotta watch the, that one. UFO ones were the ones that always got me. Ah, that's, that, that was that good are, too. That are the ghost ones because you know with the murders and stuff, those they're unsolved, but they can be solved. Exactly. It's, the it's, UFO very, ones, it's very unlikely they're, they're going to solve a UFO or a, a ghost one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that gets me. I'm less like, there's no way you can do it. Like, spoiler, and it's and then, I mean this is the episode. It's called House of Horror, so you can imagine what this. Uh, I was like, well, I, and then, and what's really messed up is a documentary, right? So everyone's speaking France, French. So you have to uh-huh. read the whole documentary, that, the whole oh, episode. Oh no, subtitles! I know. I was like, and finally I got bored about midway through. I'm like, I'm throwing the audio titles on and just endless having someone narrate it to me, and I did. And it wasn't that bad. But <laughs> but what is messed up in the episode is, and the horror one, that one was probably the most like that's messed up is guy has his wife, his mother-in-law, and four children. 
very active, very participate, like in all the community stuff. Like, you know, the, you know they've known everyone all life. And one day out of the blue, the windows are shut down and the sign goes up saying, stop delivering mail here. And no one hears anything. And the police investigate. Don't find anything wrong. But says it's odd because it looks like the sheets are all pulled. Everything's fine. They go back six times to this house to try to figure out what's going on. And while they're going back there on the sixth time, and this has like been like two weeks in a two-week period of time, they go out to the back of their this house and they're checking and they see underneath the porch um, the dog bowls. And they move the dog bowls and find and they find where there's a board kind of placed over top. And they pull back the board and what do you think they find? The entire family been killed, buried, and ritually buried underneath the house. And I'm sitting here going, well, I'm never going to sleep again because <laughs> now I've got... And then they go through this whole thing of this guy being maybe with the mob and on and on and on. And I'm just like, well, that's just horrifying the whole time because, you know, oh, here's a dead entire family. And it's like... You know, it's like a rich, upper-class family, too, which makes it even, yeah. well, I wouldn't make it weirder, but you just, ah, and I just did that whole thing, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of messed up. And, of course, the person they think did it is the father. So you're just like, hey, I'm uh, I'm never going to sleep again, because that's just going to be in my nightmares all night long. That, <sighs> yeah. I know. Um, I may or may not watch it. Um <laughs> And I say it because the, the original show definitely had an impact on me, you know, clear into like getting married because I know like in the morning, like if Tracy's going off to work, she'd be like, you know, have, have a good day. I love you. You know, love you. And then she drives off. I hear Robert Stack's voice and she was never seen alive. Again. <laughs> and I'd exactly. Like, I'd be like, yeah, uh, hey, call me when you get to work and, and tell, tell me you got there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that's why I'm overprotective of my kids too. Like at nighttime, I check all the locks on the doors, and mom and, and mom and Martha's like, "Why are you checking the locks?" And I'm doing so no one gets in. And she goes, "They're gonna get in." I go, "Yeah, but I'm not gonna make it easy on them." So that's that's kind of my thing. They have to at least break some glass or kick the door in, and hopefully that's gonna wake me. I'm not that heavy of a sleeper, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's why you're always scared of the outside world. Is that movie right there? Because you see all the horrible things that could possibly happen. Yeah, you know? very true. Yeah, so I don't do. I can't binge them all because then I'll just I'll just run out of the house screaming and, and because I'm scared of everything at this point. So I'll, like I just got done with one. It'll be probably next weekend. I'll watch the next one. I'm saying, <laughs> so. you, you, it, it's and, and I I think what brought that on with me with Tracy was like uh, when we first got married, uh, we moved to Morgantown, and the only thing to watch like we come home for lunch. The only thing to watch at lunch was uh, I think it was on you know, Lifetime or something like that. I yeah, they did unsolved, like an hour of unsolved mysteries. It's one of those things where it's like, I want to watch more of this, but should I watch more of this? And just exactly. And the that's the thing. Hey, you shouldn't. You shouldn't watch more, but then they put you and then they hook you in. That's the same thing with the show because it'll start up that next episode and then you're just like, oh, God. And it's just like, what tragedies happens here, you know? So, in fact, I would prefer to watch the old ones because a lot of those at this point have been solved. See, that's the nice part. Yeah. yeah so, because they'd always do like update. This, this, and this happened. And, and it's like, I don't want to watch Unsolved Mysteries so much as I want to watch Solved Mysteries. Solved Mysteries. That's the spinoff. We get to watch the documentaries after this documentary comes out where they just talk about how they solved it based on Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, I could do that show. All right, ready? Solved Mysteries. Solved Mysteries. A, a spoon Great. that was once in the, in the drawer. There's no yeah. one there. Where did that spoon go? Update. It fell on the floor. <laughs> it was, was found that the the child of the residence kicked the spoon underneath the table. It was never seen it, in the mouth again. 
But no, I that's been my kind of my thing lately. It's just been, uh, yeah, just watching shows and stuff. You know, you you just got working and then you come home. I um, no, no, but enough about me. I'm not the one making national uh, television and news and stuff right here with my photo shots of Germany Valley with a comet coming over. I was kind of like, I know that guy right there. I even saw a link with your picture on it on on uh, on a news broadcast it's on Facebook. TV. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't have cable, so I'm, I was like, oh, well, I, guess, I guess it was on there because people are texting me. Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, TV3. They said it's been on. They said it's been on like every, your shot has been on every night the last couple of nights, I was told. I haven't seen it either. I've just been told. Oh, uh, okay. I think mom's been telling me, and I was like, oh, crap, really? And they said, yeah, it had your name on it. Yeah, I got, I got texted back-to-back days. I took, oh, it's it's oh, a beautiful shot. Yeah, I got a I got a shot of uh, the comet uh, Neo Wise, which you know is, is a cool name. It's named after the the thing that took the pictures originally, or the thing that discovered. But you know, Neo Wise, it sounds like you know something out of the the next Matrix reboot. I was going to say that sounds like it sounds like the next the one, the chosen one type thing. But I mean, it, it is the one. It's it's the one comet. It's going to go away, and you're never going to see it again because it's. Well, uh, what they say, like six thousand years or something. Six thousand seven hundred sixty-seven years, something like that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a while. In fact, back to my, I could see it from my driveway last night, and uh, I went and got Hazel and took her out, and I was like, "Hey, you see that? You see that? You never will see that again." So take a good look. Yeah, we're going up on the top of a uh, reddish snipe. Uh, we're gonna you leave it up there. What's that? You you should see it up there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Well, you know, and Martha was re- talking to you when you were outside and showing us the pictures. We went outside, and the mountainside over here is just too darn high. You can't see it underneath the Big Dipper. They were yeah, that, that's why I went up to Germany Valley the first time because I was like, you probably be able to see it, uh, you know, where I'm at here. It's been getting higher and higher in the sky every night, though. So it, it's okay. to the point now where I can see it from town. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And you should definitely, I mean, I think Reddish Knob would be a better place in Germany Valley to see it. Okay. Is it so, going to be the same spot? Yeah. In fact, if you go up, I, I would try to get there by 10 o'clock. Um, that's when you can start to see it. And it, uh, it should be. A lot higher than the skyline. Um, it, it's supposed to get higher in the sky every night until it gotcha. disappears. Well, um, so let me, I mean, hypothetically, if we had a good telescope and we could look at that spot, could we see it now in daylight if, if you had the capability or no? No, nah, it's too bright. But it's, it's still at that same spot right now, right? It actually, what happens? Does it dip have... below the horizon? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it one of those things? So what it will do is it will dip below the horizon in about midnight. And then, like, by 3 o'clock, it'll come back from behind the horizon really and, yeah and it'll actually go higher and higher into the sky but but you know the sun will come up and you can't see it at any point because okay. like like in the middle of the day it's like literally in, in the middle of the sky or almost so like if we if like right now i'm looking up at the sky i could probably see it if i didn't have the sun exactly right yeah okay well, that's what I was wondering. If it was kind of stationary since it's slowly coming through. How many more nights are we supposed to see it? I think it. I think it's good for another week. I think it peaks on the twenty third, or that's the that's the last day you can see it really well, and then it fades. Uh, is it going? Right, it's just going past us right now. Yeah, I think it's it's already past the sun, and then it's on its way out right now. So it's going out and the outer space. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. That's my understanding, at least. Uh-huh. I'm I'm no space physicist, so I couldn't tell you for mm, sure. Cool. But, but I, I, I'm apparently been dubbed the foremost expert on this. So when you get the picture, buddy, that's what happens. People are like, that man knows what he's talking about. He seemed to know how to picture it, uh, take a shot of it. So I don't take pictures much anymore, but, uh, it's a good one. that one, uh, 
people went crazy over. Yeah, that's a good one, man. The funny thing was, um, like, I, I was up there taking a bunch of pictures when I did it, and then, uh, but there was people down in, in the overlook, mm-hmm. and so I was, I was shooting like alongside the road up higher because I was like, well, I guess I'll, I'll find a clearing. And so I was taking pictures from there, and then everybody left, and I was like, I need to get down there. So I literally like ran down there in the middle of the road. And uh, <laughs> as I got there, I was like, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna do one in front of the sign real quick, and I set it up like real quick, and and uh, snapped the picture, and uh, that was the only one that was completely in focus. Really? Every every other picture was just a little bit off. Oh, that looked good though, especially with yeah, the Germany I, Valley sound. I, I was I was pleased, and I've been trying to figure out. I've, I've taken star pictures of there for years, and I, I never could find a good reason to get that sign in there. So gotcha. That, that that was perfect. Good. No, that looked good. That was really nice, they said. So, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to drive up. We've uh, we've put the baby. I put the baby to bed early or um, late today. So, the baby got up about an hour ago. Right. Me and him were playing. And then Martha and Marion have all slept for the last uh, three hours for Mary. So, she'll be jumping off the walls here soon and drive up the reddish knob. I think so. as long as it stays clear, you should be all right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping. I mean, for. you're definitely gonna see it if you don't. I mean, that, like I said, that's that's top of the world basically. So you know, yeah. I think that that's a better clear area than what uh, Spruce Knob is, in my opinion. Yeah, gotcha. So I will not be going up there because uh, that mountain has tried to kill me twice. The last why? Time. Why? No, that's a story that yeah, that's, 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 that's well documented on this podcast. Oh, uh, I don't the first remember. Time that I got one. lost. Coming from Harrisonville because I, I went I went ten miles too far down the road and turned. Um, uh, gotcha. And then so you can't I, really turn around. Yeah, and then I got lost. Mm. But then I came out like right where you go up to the top. Yeah. But it was like uh, completely washed out roads, like just bumping and banging everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I, I and I had I had cold stuff and I was like freaking out. Mm. I, I was like I could hear banjos. It, it was. <laughs> Um, the second time was that day we had a three-hour delay. I had Doctor Point in Harrisburg, so I had to take Hazel with me. And it was a three-hour delay because it had snowed. And uh, yeah, I, and while I was in Harrisburg, it snowed, melted over there. And I had to make a delivery at an address in Dayton, which turned out to be like the last house before you go up Reddish Knob. So I was like, "Well, gotcha. I'll just back over the mountain up this way." And so I got gotcha. the mountain started down, and it was just a sheet of ice the whole way down. And, yeah, it doesn't and, sound like fun. There was no guardrails on a drop, and she was asleep, and I was like, if we go off this road, no one will ever find us. Now, that's the <laughs> scary thing about Reddish Knob. I, you know, I, once October hits, I'm usually never on that road. Mm-hmm. I used to be, back in the day, used to be on that road all the time with, uh, with the ATV. Like Martha even said, she goes, let's take the ABT up tonight. And I was like, with you, me, and the baby, and Marion? No, we're going we're gonna to take a car up. I'm not going up on an ATV, especially when we have a one-year-old who we don't have a babysitter for. So, well, at least after dark or like getting close to dark, you can see the lights coming, so you'll know when to get off the road. Exactly. That was kind of my thing: is let's just take the let's just take the car. And if the car's coming, you can pull alongside and let people pass us. And that's the other thing about that that road up is like it's, it's like a car and a half length. So, and there's a lot yeah. of traffic there. So if you're like meeting people, you got to basically get into the ditch to get up there. Well, I'm brown, yeah. No, and then it's always some hell with some huge-ass truck pulling up there, and you're just like, Jesus, buddy. And they're like, hey, we, you know, coming through, look like they're half drunk. Hey, bud. And boom, just right on through, so. But, ah, well, it is what it is. So I heard, sir, uh, do a quick segue for you here, yeah. that you um, ran into a bear. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to tell you that story. I, I, I hit a bear. Um, he stole my wallet, so I punched him. 
But then he, he, he was he trying to warn me about the dangers of a campfire, but I told him I didn't want to hear it. Tried to, told him to hit the road, and then he, he left, and then he came back with a ball bat and smashed my uh, fog light in. <laughs> he traded in the shovel for a ball bat. Right? I was like, what the hell? Damn bears. <laughs> well, you can prevent your car insurance from That's getting right. smacked. So when did you switch companies? Uh, no, I, I yeah. was I was – Driving along, I was leaving Morefield. I went. I was going the back way because it's faster. And uh, I, I was driving, and this bear was up on the bank. It, it was like it was in between a cub and fully grown, you know, kind of uh-huh. uh, juvenile maybe. So I saw him come off the bank, and I was like, "Hey, there's a bear coming off the bank." And then I was like, "Hey, that bear's coming off the bank off fast. I better, I better stop." And so, I, so I get on the brakes, and he hits the bottom of the, the hill, and his momentum just to go on. And I about get stopped, but he, uh, he's he's going full speed, and, and just boom, and. Uh, he, you know, he busts the uh, fog light and he, he pops the you know the plastic out, but I can pop it back in. And uh, then he he just kind of gets up and hobbles off. Uh, okay. Scary, scary, scary. I told you my bear story, right? Oh yeah, you're, you're just, gonna I, say. I'm sure our audience hasn't heard that one. Yeah, you don't think we talked about it here on the thing? I don't think we have because you you told me this years ago. Uh well, so my freshman year in college, and I was coming. I used to go to West Virginia Tech whenever it was at Montgomery, West Virginia, before they moved it Beckley. But uh, we had just got on the interstate at White's Offer Spring, and luckily I say uh, it was not my turn to carpool <laughs> to school. <laughs> So I rode with my uh, roommate. So we're driving along, driving along. We're following my cousins. We're going back. It's about a three and a half hour trip. And we just got on interstate, uh, interstate at White Softers. We're about to hit uh, Sand Black Church exit. And we're going about 80. I'm just flying down the road. And I remember Zethan looking up and going, is that a damn bear? And I remember <laughs> looking up with him. I just got a new phone. And just date myself here. It's not a smartphone. This was on the, yeah. And it was like, you had three games on it. And I was playing <laughs> yeah. with that. Like, you know, oh, look, move the button type thing. And um, so I'm, I'm look up and we do the whole thing. I was like, God damn it. Because it looked like kind of like a big dog. Because it was yeah. just, boom, 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 just running at you. And then it occurred to us as we're driving, holy we are in direct course of this bear that's crossing the interstate because it just went through one lane of traffic and now it's coming into our lane. See, that, that, that's exactly what happened. Because you're like, it's a bear. It's a bear. You don't need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like hey. is that a bear? Because, again, you're not ready to see a bear. And then you, it's like, you, you never expect to interact with a bear. And so no. it's suddenly like, ah, all right. But continue. I, I wanted to you make that point before I said anything, but that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, you're just like, like what? Is that a bear? But um, when we finally occurred to us that we're going to hit the bear, uh, we look at it like it was one of those. It was almost like Chris Farley, David Spade, and Tommy Boy. We were just like, <laughs> and we we lock up on the brakes too late. We hit the bear probably at least going seventy miles per hour. Whew. And the only thing I remember at that time is the front of his car just disappeared. Yeah. Like like it was the weirdest thing ever because like the the grill, the hood, the side panels, everything just kind of just like just gets ripped off the car. As, as I just remember designed. watching, huh? As it's designed to do. As it's designed to do. It's, it's like a clown car type thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I just remember my eyes locked on the bear, and the bear gets thrown over into the guardrails. And I'm like, holy sh**. You know, not really pulled over, but we kind of just let, you know, we coasted, if you will, off the road at that point. And we get out of the car covered in glass, 
it's crazy ass. We're all kind of shook up. Right. And right behind us pulls up a truck driver. And it's this guy, he has, you know, kind of looks like a hippie from the 1970s with long beard, bandana, very, very way, man. And he gets out of the car and runs up to us. He goes, oh, my God, is the bear okay? <laughs> Uh, and I remember Zethan just cussing him out. He goes, son of a bitch, man. I that bear. I'm worried about my <laughs> car. And he goes back to his car. And we're like collecting ourselves and yeah. trying to you know, do damage grow. We're Devastating. Just, and, and we're calling people and stuff like that. And this kid, this truck driver goes back into his this thing and radios the police. Not because we're in a car accident, but because we hit the bear. And he wanted to get someone out here to take a look at this bear. So five minutes after that, a deputy pulled up, and Barney Fife-looking guy gets out of the car, comes strutting over to the car, and goes, boys, what's going on over here? We tell him that we hit the bear. He goes, bear? And I was like, yeah, it's over. The, it went over that hill. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like an action movie for this guy. Holsters his, he pulls his gun, cocks it, and starts like walking down the hill like he's going to kill this bear yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And then about five, about a minute or two later, I hear him calling for us. We walk down the hill, and there's the bear. Because the bear apparently got killed. And then when it went over the hill, it just got up, walked like two or okay. three steps, and killed over type thing. So we killed the bear. And <laughs> so, and that guy sitting up over the bear, like he, like he killed it himself. I just remember him <laughs> standing over. And like, you know how you got the gun, he pull, and he pull, yeah. pushes the gun up with his gun. He goes, yeah, looks like he's dead, boy. <laughs> and we're like, hey, thank you, sir. And then he goes, yeah. Ace close, and so. All right. Um, I, f- I feel like I heard a different end of that story before. What was that? Uh, for some reason I was thinking you, you told us that uh, he uh, he never found the bear, and he was like, "Oh no, no, he found the bear." But that was the thing; they were all worried about the bear because there was like a, they kept on saying that there was a neighborhood over here, and that bear can go in and kill some dogs and all yeah. this kind of stuff, and kill baby and kill kids if they're not careful. They gotta go find that and all. But no, the bear was dead. Uh, they had to call the game warden. The game warden apparently comes in and takes the bear's jaw or something because they gotta. I don't know why, but they do whenever they kill bears to keep counts or something like that. That's kind of a weird thing. It'd be like me coming in, killing a cow, and I gotta take an udder uh, or something. You know, it was just a weird, like, random thing. I was like, well, that's weird. Left uh, <laughs> But the funniest thing is, so we had practice that night. And obviously, we, we weren't going to make practice, yeah. football practice. Uh, so when we got back, we got back right at the tail end of practice. And when I, I the funny thing I remember is when we came down to our locker, there was a uh, like a Winnie the Pooh teddy bear oh. by, by uh, hanging by a noose. And underneath it says bear killers <laughs> and all that, that the team put up, which I always thought that was funny. But yeah, no, that was a, and it happened, happened a long, long time ago. And we, and me and Zeth and we still joke about it. Anytime we see each other about the time we killed a bear. And I'm sure I've told the story even longer, but I'm not going to go through a whole the reenacting everything. That's ridiculous. I don't think I killed mine, but. Uh, no, it sounds like they're but, free. Uh, he, he's hurting. But uh, yeah. you know, well, I was going you know maybe twenty miles an hour. You all were going seventy. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah, no, that was and it was a little car too. It was like a what the hell was he driving? But it'd been like if we hit him with a neon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's not much protection that was in that car, so it was. Yeah. 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 If I had him full on, it would be a different story too. But they got a little more of a meatiness to them than what the deer do. Yes. yes. You can't clip them the way you can clip deers. deers. Now, have you ever ate bear before? No. 
It's not bad. I actually, I uh, my cousin made some back. Actually, <laughs> I had some that later on that night. I didn't know if you know. No, I'm, oh. uh, but no, my cousin. You're, you're like Pooh Bear eating the Pooh Bear. <laughs> oh, Wherever what fun! You go. Oh, aren't you tasty? Please. <laughs> no. I mean, the fuck the, that's the ending of the story. It should turn into eventually. So then what happened? Well, we strapped the bear on top of the car that was left up, and then we drove it all the way to tech. And we ate pretty good that night. <laughs> the the freezers were full for months of all the bear. I mean, we got off that. Well, as I recall, they had already passed the uh, roadkill bill at that point. So so it was he was fair game. There you go. The, the, sort of, <laughs> literally, like, really... literally fair game. Ah. Yes. Ah. Uh, High note. We hit a high note there. Yes. And a bear. <laughs> well, I think we've peaked. Yes. Eh, it's probably been long enough. Anything else going with you, sir, before we go? Nah, I'm just waiting on book stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, how's, it, how's the feel to be published? Now, when does the mystery novel come out? Thriller. Thriller, sorry. Mystery that, thriller. Well, I, I categorize it as a crime novel, and I've been sending out for reviews, which I didn't do with the first two books. And the first one that came back was a really good review. Uh, but they had a, like a personal note along with it. That's not, not the part that gets published, just like a note to me. And they said, uh, th- this isn't really a crime novel. It's a thriller. And at no point have I ever considered this a thriller. But I'm like, okay, that's what what, what the, the pros say it is. And that's what it is. So there you go. it is a Appalachian thriller. Well, in this thriller, does Michael Jackson start dancing erratically as a zombie? There is. Zombie. So that's the greatest thriller I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, no, but there, there's a character named Billie Jean because, you know, it's uh, West Virginia. <laughs> when Billie Jean walks by certain items and touches them, do they light up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a guy. But, yeah, when he's walking down the sidewalk, they light up. Uh, <laughs> as per the law of being named Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really smooth walking backwards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of people walk backwards. There's yes. a lot of moonwalking in this. A lot of moonwalking. Yeah. But yeah, it's all for reviews now, and I'm I'm waiting for the reviews to come back. And I, you know, I I got the first one, and it was it was like a five star, really glowing review. And I'm sure they they throw softballs because you know if, if they give a good review, then I publish that good review, and that's got their name on it, and they, then more people go to them. So I, I'm sure it's a racket, but it's a racket I kind of enjoy, to be honest. Well, that, to be honest with you, Mike, that's kind of the whole point. Do you enjoy it? If the answer is yes, to keep doing it. It's yep. all about being artistic and staying true to yourself, you know? I mean, yep. I I don't edit movies and do stupid stuff like I do because I'm trying to make a million dollars. I do it because I find it fun. It's different, and I like it. It's kind of fun for me to sit down. For example, I showed you a couple of podcasts ago, the, ep- the episode where I edited in the TV show into the movie for Star Wars, and I I didn't do it for any special uh, specific reason. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to see how that would like play out if you put that all together, you know? Yeah. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. Could you do a single Hobbit movie instead of three like they did? And the answer we found out was, well, of course you can. Yeah. In fact, you could yeah. probably cut mine down even more, you know? You need a few pee breaks, but you can get it done. I think so. I think so. I think you could. You can cut my four and a half down to a tight three hours. I don't know what you could lose. Probably a lot of that running stuff in the middle. We're running through the forest and stuff and try to cut it down a little bit. That'd be... If you can figure out a clever way of cutting out a couple of the middle scenes, it, it really could work pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Again, that's me. I, I totally get why they always say that a person who works on stuff like that, it's never done. It's just abandoned. They just work up to the final hour, then they just finally hand it over. 
because they're always like, you know what? I think um, Spielberg says that, that he feels like he just has to finally abandon his projects because he keep, he'll just keep on tweaking them forever and ever if he had to. So I mean, I'm sure you said the same thing with the book, right? You keep oh, on yeah. tweak them. Uh, this this one in particular went through ten revisions, and I, I was adding subplots up until the last minute too. <laughs> Uh, there you go. I mean, that's that's part of the fun right there. And it's one of those things. I mean, look at look at uh, Stephen King. He'll write a story, publish it, make some shit ton of money, and then he's like, I can do that story better. He'll redo the story, change characters' names and things around a little bit, but for the most part, retell the goddamn same story, but add that extra element and just keep on doing that type thing. It's what happens when you have a bunch of cocaine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'll do it, too. I, I don't think I'd change an existing story, but I would definitely uh, find a way to work new like write a sequel and kind of alter that stuff and i've, I've been trying to do that with because both my series book series i want to write something in you know a sequel eventually maybe or at least have the option to and so i found myself writing threads into b- both book series where i'm like okay if i want to do a sequel i can reattach it here and here and here and i, and I'll, yeah. I left i left pieces where i could go forward with that and it's a continuous yeah. thing um, i got you in fact, in the, the last uh, Echo Suite book, I put a prophecy in that will play out in a third book if I ever do it. And, and if if it doesn't, then, you know, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, still, it's all that's all part of the fun stuff. It's, I'm glad you're doing it, though, man. That's good. That's good yeah. for you. It's been a good time. So what's next beside that? What else is on the horizon for you? Oh, excuse me. I'm actually, I actually am outlining a sequel. or a, I, won't, I don't want to call it a sequel, a follow-up. Because what I learned from the first book series is don't call something a sequel because people will not read it if they have not read the first one. Gotcha. So what I want to do is I want to You know what? I get that. I get that. Like, I have no interest in watching of those Twilight movies or books or any of that stuff. Because even if, like, the second one's on, I'm like, well, I have to watch the first one, and I really don't want to watch the first one. So I'm good. So yeah. what, what I want to do is make it a standalone thing where if you've read both, then you get a lot more out of it, but you don't have to have the first one to, to enjoy the gotcha. second one. And that was my yeah, problem gotcha. because Fairchance was a direct sequel to Heartspark. And uh, there's no way you could read that and, and understand it without reading Heartspark first. So that because of that, the cell suffered badly because of it. That makes sense. That makes sense. So lesson learned. Lesson learned. I'm sure it'll oh, be well. my Hobbit someday, you know. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. That's fine right there. Try to. I think what else we got. Ah, oh, it's nice to talk to you, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. So this has been West by Pod, uh, a show about how bored we are in this current uh, <laughs> geopolitical crisis. Yeah. And, the um, world is like on fire and you and me are sitting around talking about, gee, we're kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, the world is on fire and we're just here breaking out the marshmallows. This has been right. West by Pod. I'm Mike Mallow. This is Jason Smith. Hello. And, Goodbye. And yeah, we're, we are out now. Peace. Have a good one. Bye-bye. West by Pod is a production of Pendleton New Media, LLC.